You're listening to the Courage to Change, a recovery podcast. We are a community of recovering people who have overcome the odds and found the courage to change. Each week, we share stories of recovery from substance abuse, eating disorders, grief and loss, childhood trauma, and other life-changing experiences. Come join us no matter where you are on your recovery journey. All right, we are here with a Q&A. That's wow. my Metallica Q&A. We are here <laughs> with the Q&A. Scott, what do we have today? What are we going to talk about? It keeps oscillating between Metallica and, um, and Michael Jackson. And I a have seizure. to tell you. <laughs> a seizure. And a seizure. <laughs> in, a med- in a medical event. Come on. Come on. Come on. Our question of today. Oh our question God. for today is yeah. on that note. Ashley, this is a this is a very personal question. Oh God, here we go. Why am I addicted to my phone? Right? It's just, it's there all the time. I literally, do you want to know? This is an embarrassing thing. I have gotten targeted ads for something called the no phone, which is just a shaped like a phone's rectangle for you to fidget with so that you don't get on your phone all the time. And I think there must be some sort of like calculation that they could see <laughs> screen time that you do. And then they'd send you that ad. So... What do, what do we do? Ashley, why am I addicted to my phone? Okay, so there's two parts to this question, right? There's the why, and then there's what do we do about it, okay? I did a bunch of research for this, but I'm going to make it simple because usually when I start spitting out research, people's eyes glaze over. And I'm like, oh, you don't think that this is interesting? Okay. <laughs> uh, so basically, we were not designed to have a dopamine machine. And I, I did this interview with a woman named Anna Lemke, who wrote a book called Dopamine Nation. And that has been, that was an incredibly, first of all, I read the book, it was incredible. And it basically describes how all of the things in our life, not just the phone, but all of the things in our life that we're designed to interact with are intentionally addictive. And they are utilizing our reward system to get us to keep coming back. So notifications, likes, all these things are using our reward system. They give us dopamine every time we pick them up. And so I want to say the first thing, like, why am I addicted to my phone? You're addicted to your phone because you're a human being and the system is rigged and you are interacting with something that is trying to addict you. Literally all of the different notifications, likes, everything about each app is meant to be highly palatable, like an addictive food or drug. And we are required by societal standards to interact with this device. So it isn't like an easy to avoid thing. So don't get addicted to it, right? Like if you just avoid cocaine, it's likely you're not going to get addicted to it. Well, this is like having to find moderation with cocaine. So beating yourself up about it, not super helpful. This It's designed to be this way. So that's the simplistic answer for why you're addicted to your phone. I hope that covers it. The answer is dopamine. That's the answer. It, dopamine. It, dopamine. There's a great song by Frank Moody called Dopamine, if you're interested as well. Okay. Uh, but dopamine is the reason why we're addicted. It is our reward system. It does all the things we need it to do to give us those rewards. And as we learned 
in dopamine nation, the more dopamine you excrete, the more pleasure you excrete, excrete your body tries to find homeostasis by pushing on the pain center. And so the more reward, you're looking for more reward because your body is trying to find balance and it's pushing on your pain center. So that's why. The question around what to do about it. That's a whole other topic of conversation. If you have an iPhone and you go to screen time and you click on see all activity from there, something that's really interesting that I was checking out, it has total screen time on there. And you can look at it and see what you're doing on your, you know, like how many minutes you're spending on each thing. And what I thought was really interesting is how it talks about how many pickups. So I've picked up my phone 46 times today. Wow. I wonder what I'm at. Very curious. So go to screen time Mm -hmm. or settings, screen time, Mm -hmm. then click on see all activity at the top, Mm -hmm. click on day, Mm -hmm. and then scroll down. Ooh, I got you beat. 61 pickups. 61. Okay. So this is really interesting to me. It also talks about... So I've had 168 text message notifications today, right? Yeah. And so it this information is really helpful in understanding the behavior. What are we responding to? What are we actually doing on it? How much time are we spending on social versus texting, you know, for work versus audiobooks, different things? And I think that because we have to interact with the phone, it's much easier to go in and go, okay, where are the problem areas? Where am I picking it up? Where am I, maybe I just try to reduce. 46 to 25 or I don't know, 40 times a day. Maybe I'm just trying to reduce my pickups. Maybe I turn off all of my notifications, right? So trying to... We use the same skills that we use in addiction recovery, which is we want to replace the things that are giving us dopamine with new and healthy ways, intentional ways to get dopamine. So being intentional is a huge piece of this. Yeah. So you're saying I just need to get the no phone and I attach like a, a sucker to it? Is that, yeah, yeah. Is that's that, exactly. That? Yeah. 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 That's what I... <laughs> I mean, thank God you're here to translate what I said. That's, I'm kind of here just to be the lay for people and to just sort of translate it. And so yeah, the yeah, most simplest form of that is to just yeah. get a no phone. So a phone just no is just phone. a block of plastic and attach a, a lollipop to it. And then you're done. Pretty much. I mean, I've been trying to think about generally speaking is generally speaking, I use my phone because I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can be busy and be bored, by the way. So that's, that's, I'm busy and bored, but it'll be like, I'll have five minutes between something, not enough time to actually do something, but enough time that I, what am I going to sit there and just stare at the wall? Not enough time to like really get into a book, not enough time. Right. So that's when I go to my phone. And I think that the part that we can change is the intentionality. So like I have no set desired intentional amount of time that I want to spend on social media. I can choose to spend an egregious amount of time on social media if I want, but at least I'm setting the intention. Right now, it's just a runaway train. So those are ways I think where we can try to put bumpers 
on our consumption, just general consumption, and then try to be mindful of, okay, this is when I use it. This is how I use it. Maybe I don't want to do that anymore. Or maybe I do. Maybe that's, I'm like super comfortable with the five minute periods of time between things that that's when I engage. Do you feel like there's other principles of kind of like moderation programs perhaps that maybe could be used to sort of model the strategies here? Because as you said, I and believe me, I've tried it actually. I was a super late adopter to smartphones for that reason because I just looked around and saw everybody doing that. And I was like, oh, I don't like that very much. And then at a certain point, like I had, I used to go in and say, give me the phone they give to people that are like 80 years and older. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's the phone that I want. And then at a certain point, I was like, I give up, I lose. And then at a certain point, I just kept losing those battles. I, I had all the will and the desire in the world. And I just keep losing those battles. So is there something that I can pull from maybe, yeah, like I said, moderation programming that might be helpful in curbing some of the, as you said, freight train of dopamine that the phone is? Yeah. So the first thing they teach you in moderation management is to create boundaries. So create a plan. So if you're trying to moderate your alcohol intake, they would say, okay, how much do you want to be drinking? And I would say a lot. No, um, I would say, uh, I would say I would like to drink two glasses of wine twice a week. Okay. I would say, okay, that sounds reasonable. Cool. And so then they say, okay, Ashley, what nights of the week? And I would say, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, what time I would give them a time. So I would map out this like real plan of how much I was going to drink. And granted, if I wanted to get super drunk, that's okay too. But it would need to be in the plan. Like the plan is to have six glasses of wine because that's going to get me drunk and it's planned. Okay. So then I would execute on said drinking plan. And what that does is it teaches us going into the situation. We have a plan. We have set an intention. And if we can't follow through on that plan, we're getting data. We're data collecting, which is information about our drinking. And what's cool is that you get this opportunity to see oh, I have a desire to have two glasses, but every time I try, I can't do it. Like I am not capable, despite my, my plan, my accountability, my desire. When I was drinking and using, I had zero plans around my drinking and using. It was like, I'm just going to go until the wheels fall off. So I didn't have the data collection that you would get from trying to moderate, which is, oh, it's not working. I'm not capable of doing that. I just knew that you know I was just going to go. So with the phone, I would use that principle, which is... Well, the first thing you do for moderation actually is you have a period of abstinence. So you would figure out what that period of abstinence, typically 30 days, you'd feel figure out what that was going to look like for you. Social media, whatever, whatever it is, whatever that looks like for you. And then you implement a plan. I'm going to look at my phone for X amount of time, look at social media for X amount of time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna delete and download the apps. I'm gonna, whatever it looks like. So you have a plan. 
And then you see how well you can stick to the plan. And typically our plans start out with the best of intentions and we have to narrow them down more and more and more simplistically. That's my experience. As I start out with, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. Then it's like, Hey, Ash, why don't you drink fucking 40 ounces a day and see how that goes? You know, like, but my plan is, you know, couch to marathon and that piece of it will start to give you data collection. And I recommend journaling on it. Like, what am I getting out of my phone? Why do I feel the need to pick it up? What's so uncomfortable about boredom? I Boredom for me is a huge drinking, using what eating trigger. Like it's huge. I'm getting so much data from my interactions with my phone, which is Ashley, you are constitutionally incapable of feeling boredom without having a full panic attack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And my, I think I was a lot more comfortable with boredom until I had this thing where it was like, I've got two minutes. I don't even need two minutes. That's the reality. Like something could be buffering on my computer and I could say, totally. ah, I've got 30 seconds. Totally. This happens. And let me just choom, choom, choom. But it doesn't last 30 seconds. It goes 30 seconds and then my scrolling goes for four minutes. Push ups and sit ups. This sounds really stupid. But when I first got sober, my anxiety was so bad that if I felt like I was going to drink or use typically push-ups, I would drop and do push-ups or, or sit-ups. And it gave me a hit of... Do- I didn't know it at the time, but it gave me a hit of dopamine, which allowed me to get through typically those five, you know, five minutes of full freak out and like body discomfort and whatever. And, it, and you also get the endorphins. And I have legitimately stopped and done sit-ups and push-ups in some weird-ass places because... <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Like it's just super overwhelming. And that is a trick. Another trick was if you're home and this is a horrible if you're well, if you're me, this is horrible. So you unmake and make your bed until you don't want to drink anymore. That's the drinking version of it. So you could make and unmake your bed until you don't want to pick up your phone. Let me tell you, by the, the second Ooh. time you're making that bed, you do not want to... You're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Fucking uncle, I surrendered. I am not doing this. But there's these little like tips and tricks. And I suspect that the making the bed thing is a physical act. And that's part of it. You're moving your body. You have five minutes, move your body, drink the goddamn 40 ounces of of water. That is. I love that. I love that. I wouldn't have thought to do that. And you're going to see a lot buffer version of me. Totally. Coming up soon. Yeah. Like, damn, you got some bad anxiety. You've been really doing those push-ups. It works though. It works. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes total sense. What about if if a part of it for me is like social stuff, right? Like I'm I went to go pick up a pizza and it's not ready yet. And I see people around and like I guess I I could just look at them or you know, whatever, but I get I get a little like uh and so I decide that just like everybody else around me, I need to whip out my phone and start scrolling through stuff. Like what what do you so, got for that situation? It would be harder for you because you don't carry a purse is <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'll have like a daily reader, like a little, you know, daily reader, or I'll have a book. And sometimes I use that. It, you know, it's hard to hop in and out of a book in those amount of time, but it is a daily reader is much easier to do. And you can contemplate on that. The other thing 
is to think about really it's more the intention. So like you're picking up a pizza, there's this, this downtime in between and you're thinking about what you could do. Like you could do a little meditation, a little breathing exercise and notice how uncomfortable you are. That's some part of it is like noticing the discomfort. Wow. I'm really uncomfortable just sitting here. I really want to look at my phone. What's that about? What's the discomfort about, you know, doing some introspective. You could also have some parameters for yourself that include the ability to look at your phone in that situation. It's really about the, you're not doing anything wrong. It's about the intention and how you want to show up in your life. It's about controlling the phone, not the phone controlling you. Right, right. Love that. I suck at all this stuff, by the way. Did I, <laughs> have I mentioned that? Like, I have a fucking problem and am not good at this stuff and need to take all of the advice I just gave you. Okay, just making sure that that's clear. I <laughs> know uh, I'm in the exact same boat. I think every person in the world must be in some way, shape, or form. I've literally, I get desperate too. Like, I will be sitting in a chair and I'll throw it across the room so that I, it's like an effort to go get it. <laughs> yeah, that does not. I, it's like an appendage. It's interesting. Yeah. Like I, if I don't have it, I feel it missing. Mm. Like I won't, I won't leave my phone somewhere. Yeah. Do like you that's, the... that's not going to happen. <laughs> I understand that. But yeah, no, I no, I, I feel it too. I mean, definitely like my pockets, I'm out of balance. Like if I if I were to stand up and try to walk away without it, I would just fall over basically because I am <laughs> I'm just dying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm oh calibrated God. to having that in my pocket now. You think CPS is listening to this? You're like, oh wow. <laughs> this is a serious problem. Possible. It's possible. I mean, it's I've deleted apps. I have gone through like social media cleanses or whatever. It's funny. I don't find that social media for me is this like horrible comparing thing. It doesn't... I don't... I have a lot of friends who have that. For me, it's, it's more that I'm really screwing with my brain's ability to concentrate by doing the flipping through and the scrolling and the quick and the changing stuff. Like my brain is not able to concentrate the way that it once was, which was wanting before <laughs> I had this. Okay. So let's, it was, it was a struggle then. So I've really just, but I noticed my ability to concentrate and focus and stay, you know, whatever. It's just the scrolling, that kind of thing. My brain wants entertainment all the fucking time. I want to enter fucking tame me all the time. Please someone entertain me. And I, one of the things that I do is I make myself incredibly busy in an effort to be entertained. And mm -hmm. what's been interesting over my life, that used to work much better before I had kids. And now incredibly busy does not mean entertained at all whatsoever. So now I'm busy and bored, and which is a really bad combo. And I'm having to undo a lot of that. And I'm having to teach my kids how to be bored. And they're like, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. And talking to them about how boredom is that blank space where creativity gets to come in. And it's okay to be bored and trying to teach my kids how to be bored. Because I really think that a big piece of my struggles these days as a woman who's sober a long time is a terror, just, just this horrible, I'm terrified of being bored. 
terrified of it. And the phone is the perfect antidote to that. And I fall into all the little traps and things. And so really creating intentionality about it because maybe my intentional phone use is someone else's addictive phone use, right? So like what I think is intentional and works well for me, you might consider like super crazy and addictive and vice versa. So it's not about how many times I pick up the phone in a day. It's about how many times I want to pick up the phone in a day. And therefore, can I stick to that? Mm, I love that. I love that. Okay. So summing up, we've got setting your intention, determining what you want your usage to look like. So the first thing you would do is data collection. Right? Data collection. So excuse me. Yep. So you do your research, you figure out what is it that I'm, what the fuck am I doing on here? Like, how long am I spending on here? You know, really get a good snapshot of what, you know, take that baseline of what it is right now. And then you start to do the intention setting. Yeah. And then push-ups. Push-ups. And then daily reader. And then... Daily reader. Breathing exercises. I mean, it sounds like like really you're going to give me a breathing exercise. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's your solution. I know. I know. I know. But it really... It's a great practice to do when you're uncomfortable. Forcing yourself to be uncomfortable is a really important part of life and sobriety. And... I think it's one that we've been taught to avoid as people, just generally avoid discomfort. And so the breathing exercise is a representation of having to sit in discomfort. And so that's why it's like, why is that? Why are you giving, you're telling me to breathe? Like, come on. And then figuring out new ways that you want to get your dopamine. So recognizing that all these different things that we do, even with drugs and alcohol, oh, I'm just looking for dopamine. Oh, sugar, I'm looking for dopamine. Rename it, relabel it, because it's not about the substance, which is the good news, because that means we can find something else to replace it more easily and go, okay, what are other ways I can get my dopamine? Love it. I love it. So great. Okay. Ashley, if people want to ask us a question for the show about like today, me asking you why I'm addicted to my phone, what, how would they do that? They can reach us at podcast at lionrock.life. Email us there. Email us your questions. We have answered them. We will answer them. We are, of course, at Courage to Change underscore podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us all over the place. And make up a fake name. It's fine. So you don't have to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are worried about anonymity, please feel free to make up a fake name. Totally. Totally. Ashley, anything you want to leave them with? We're all a work in process. Be gentle with yourself. Remember that the information that you get is just data collection. It's just information that we're collecting to help ourselves get better. And all of us, it's just a one day at a time process, incremental changes. So please, it can be a bit alarming when you look at your interactions with your phone, if that's something you're trying to curb. And please be gentle with yourself. You are fighting against an algorithm that is meant to rewire your brain. So gentle, gentle, one step at a time. Love it. Love it. This podcast is sponsored by lionrock.life. Lionrock.life is a diverse and supportive recovery community offering weekly over 70 online peer support meetings, useful recovery information, and entertaining content. Whether you're newly sober, have many years in recovery, or you're recovering from something other than drugs and alcohol, we have space for you. 
Visit www.lionrock.life today and enter promo code COURAGE for one month of unlimited peer support meetings free. Find the joy in recovery at lionrock.life.